Hi, I'm Dave Westberg, and you're listening to Billboard Insider Podcast, where I interview industry leaders about trends impacting the U.S. out-of-home advertising business. This podcast is sponsored by Adomni. Increase your revenue by listing your billboard on Adomni. Today's guest is Andrea Messmer-Henley, Senior Director of Sales and Business Development at Adomni. Andrea has over 20 years' experience selling out-of-home advertising and has been a frequent Billboard Insider contributor. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Thank you very much, Dave. It's a pleasure. Andrea, give a short overview of your career, the kind of things you've done. Yeah, I'd be glad to. A shorter overview. So my career started in Michigan, at Adams Outdoor Advertising, and that was in the mid-90s. So I've stayed involved with the industry for 20 years. It started there. I had the desire to move to Florida to get out of the cold weather. And I really learned, you know, the basics at Adams. It was a smaller market, but I really, you know, got a lot of experience. The transition from Adams Outdoor was to Eller Media, now is Clear Channel Outdoor in Tampa, Florida. And that's kind of really where I learned the business because the market size was pretty large. They had multiple inventory types, traditional bulletins and posters. So it was a very big market. I did not know a lot of people at the time when I moved down. So I spent a lot of time in the office after hours researching past agreements and engaging with clients that had, you know, spent money with Eller at the time and re-engaged with them and kind of brought them back. So that was one thing. I didn't have a huge account list when I started. The thing that I really learned there, though, was how to sell poster showings. And anybody that's been in the industry hmm. and has posters in their markets <laughs> mm-hmm. knows that that is difficult, really difficult. And can we drill down there just for a second? How yeah, are poster sure. showings different from bulletins? So bulletins are larger, 14 by 48, and they're you know primarily on surface streets and highways and you know larger. But now the poster showings, they can be on highways as well. However, they're, they get more local penetration into the market. And that's where you can kind of really get the reach and the frequency. I always use the analogy of a bulletin is like, you know, you use a hose to water one part of your grass, right? Mm -hmm. But posters are like turning on the sprinklers. Like you want to reach everybody Mm -hmm. at once. It's Mm -hmm. like a shotgun approach. And they're really effective. You know, there's a production cost, but once you can get a customer to really embrace the poster showing, mm-hmm. they really see a big return on their investment. Mm-hmm. Okay. You went a couple different places, a couple different out-of-home companies, and then you also, haven't you also been involved with some of the rep firms and talk a little about what you're doing at Adomni? So I was at Wilkins, and so I got some experience on that side. Mm-hmm. That was the side of the business that I, you know, I was always curious about mm-hmm. and wanted to explore and see how that, you know, because when you're working for one particular operator, you're just based on selling their inventory. And I like the idea of being able to provide, you know, many outdoor solutions, being able to offer, you know, Lamar, Clear Trail, and Outfront yes. as a solution to provide to a customer. So mm-hmm. that that was a great experience. I've been watching the programmatic space for many years. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, at one point, this is going to be part of our industry. Because everybody's going that way. Other mediums are bought that way. This is a way that we can get 
a share of those digital dollars, Mm -hmm. they kind of walked off with our traditional budget. Mm -hmm. If we can make our inventory available to mirror those types of buys, Mm -hmm. then it's intuitive to what they're already buying. So we are seeing those dollars come back because of transparency issues, because Facebook is getting really expensive Mm-hmm. And people are looking for alternate ways to still reach that same audience, but in a digital sense. Yes. You know, Jeremy Bale just said just yesterday that he felt like there's a feeling amongst some of the agencies and some of the CMOs that maybe they overdid it, the switch to digital. And now there's a switch back. And the, and the, the attribution research out of home was doing is just helping that. Yes. And you definitely see a lift when you combine. I'm a big believer in the media mix. Yes. I don't believe that you should take all the dollars from one medium, put in another. I believe yes. that you can spread it amongst everybody. And then because people consume content in so many different ways. Yes. But I feel like programmatic for out of home is the bridge from digital to traditional. Mm-hmm. So they're now seeing, oh, my gosh, we can buy this in a programmatic sense. This yes. is great. We can match our audience. We can day part it. We can, yep. you know create our budget. So Andrea, a young sales rep comes to you, just been hired in the out-of-home business and says, what do I have to do to succeed? What are some keys to success in selling out-of-home? What advice would you give a young sales rep starting out in the business? (laughs) I I still go back to the basics, Mm -hmm. knowing your market, every inch of it, and then knowing where your inventory is in relation to that. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, if you get out and drive the market, you know, not every day, you know, maybe once a month, things change, right? Mm-hmm. So you drive it once and, it, you know, that location was wide open. Well, then, you know, maybe three months later, there's a new walk-in clinic there. So mm-hmm. that would be a great location for somebody that was looking to target that type of client. So I really stress that because when you get in the car and you drive around, even if it's with a customer or by yourself, you learn a lot about what's going on and your we still are, you know, a very visual medium and, you know, we're real estate based. However, when you are talking to people, you can talk about the area and why you selected certain locations. Yeah. So get on the street as one. Get on the street. See yeah. the inventory. What, what are some other keys? I think become a consultant versus Jeremy Mayo did say that, too. We've become consultants versus. Mm-hmm. Sign sellers, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This location up here, now we we can be more on a consultant basis mm-hmm. to where you have to ask them, like, what are your KPIs? What are the expectations? Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in look at your current clients, right? Mm-hmm. You can, they're already sold on the medium. They love it. So keep bringing them new ideas, new initiatives, and just stay in front of them. A lot of times we spend a lot of time trying to get new business mm-hmm. but we can really increase the you know the business that we have by bringing them new and new initiatives that you know we just had a new location go up mm-hmm. oh it's perfect because you know you wanted to target automotive it's over by an auto dealer mm-hmm. it's gonna be up in 30 days just keep in front of them mm-hmm. i you know those are great ideas for new people and i guess i always tell people like after or once the billboard goes up Mm-hmm. follow up in the middle of the campaign. How is it working? Are mm. you happy? You know, what were the results? You said that you wanted more traffic in your door. Is that, you know, is that what you're seeing? Just keep asking them what the results are. 
Mm-hmm. So don't just show up at renewal. Show up in between to make sure things are working, copy matches expectations. You're able to answer any questions. Absolutely. Yeah. And then if they, you know, if they give you positive feedback and they're like, yeah, it's great. It's done everything I wanted. Try to create a case study. Say, can I use this as a case study? You know, I think this would be valuable for you and for our industry and, and getting new clients engaged. And people like to be in, like involved, like almost partnering with them. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break here for a word from our sponsor. Adomni's buying platform enables advertisers and agencies to easily find and buy your unsold billboard space. With Audience IQ technology, advertisers can target consumer profiles, such as demographics, behavior, and interests. Whether you have a Watchfire, Formetco, or Dactronics billboard, Adomni is easy to connect. Join the fastest-growing out-of-home network alongside over 70,000 digital screens. Visit Adomni.com or email sales at Adomni.com to learn more. Mention this Billboard Insider podcast to receive one free year of Adomni's white-labeled booking engine on your website. Andrea, what was your toughest out-of-home sale and why? Wow, that's a great question. (laughs) There's been a lot of tough ones, for sure. And I think, you know, when I really, really think about it, the one that comes to mind was Taco Bell. Hmm. I was at Clear Channel Outdoor late 90s, early 2000s, I had spent a lot of time with the agency for almost two years. So they would buy short term, you know, Mm -hmm. one to two months Mm -hmm. when they had an opening of a store. Mm -hmm. And I kept talking to them about the value of poster showings, right? Mm -hmm. They did a ton of TV back then, tons and tons. They sunk so much money. I'm like, you know, if you just take a like a quarter of what you're spending on TV, and put it into outdoor, you're going to increase your impressions, you're, you know, you're going to have that sight sound, and then the visibility close to proximity to the tackle ball location. Mm-hmm. So I stayed on, <laughs> I stayed on top of it for two years, I, we would invite them over, wow. Wow. give them a tour, like even with their new reps, we give them a tour of, you know, the plant, they want to see how bil- what billboards were, constantly spending time and time with them. And I, you know, at some point it was like, man, I almost want to give up. And it was, it was, it was really tough, but I stayed on top of it. Finally got an opportunity when Taco Bell increased their hours. They were open and the campaign was open later with a big R. Like they went from like 10 PM to like 2 AM. Wow. Their drive through. Wow. And he said, Andrea, I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to do poster showing. I'm like, oh my God. Like yeah, I, yeah. it was two years wow. and I'm like, really? So I like started over there. They did a hundred GRP showings for four to six months consistently. Mm-hmm. And when you see a market size of Tampa Bay, that's over 250 posters. Wow. So it was really everywhere you turned, you saw Taco Bell later. It was a simple copy. We had to add extra illumination wow. <laughs> on some of the posters. Wow. And it paid off, but it it was the hardest, but it was the most rewarding at the same time. So the point is you didn't give up. I mean, that was a two-year sale, wasn't it? Two years it took. Just staying in front of them, giving them ideas. I would get like tiny little, you know, sales with grand opening. Yes. New bulletin up here on the right. And that was it. Mm -hmm. But I just knew there was so much more. Now, that was an agency deal. How is agency selling? of out-of-home different from direct selling to a client? Well, 
got to be able to provide data, mm-hmm. right? Because they want to match it against the other mediums. They, everybody wants to measure everything. How does this measure up against this? The biggest thing is how do we measure this? This is the only way that we can sell this through. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we can talk about radio. We can talk about TV. We can talk. Everybody else is measured. Mm-hmm. Well, we are, we are in the even playing field now with that. Yes. And also, you got to kind of see what the campaigns are mm-hmm. and then figure out how your medium fits into that out of home. Okay. Here's a visual that goes along with their initiative. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, you got the audio, now you got the visual. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just, we're such a visual medium. I swear that back artwork always mm-hmm. works. Is that they right? Have yep. To see it. Yep. Yep. Right. They have to be able to envision what, what it is. Talk about the importance of listening to a client before advancing a solution. Sure, that's a great one. So when you go into the first client meeting, you know, I always take notes. Mm -hmm. I always prepare the questions that I'm going to ask. You know, what are you looking to achieve? A lot of times you say, what are your, what are the KPIs? Mm -hmm. You know, where's your target? You know, just the basic questions. What's your target audience? What's your budget? Mm -hmm. What are you trying to accomplish from this? Are you trying to gain, you know, just awareness? Are you trying to make the phone ring? Are you trying to get butts and seats if mm-hmm. it's an event? Mm-hmm. What is your overall objective? And if this accomplishes it, mm-hmm. are you going to be, you know, happy? So just kind of asking all those questions. Then once you put the proposal together based on all the facts that you found and come back to present it, the best thing to do is use their words into the presentation. Hmm. Mr. Hmm. Customer, you said you wanted to reach this area. Mm-hmm. This location reaches that exact area. You said that you wanted more traffic through your door. This is going to accomplish that because there's an offer on the billboard that says come in and get percentage off or yes. there's a reason. There's an offer to come through that door or to call. So you kind of marry their answers back into the presentation. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. at the end, you're like, okay, these are the needs that you had. I accomplished this. Let's move forward. Yes. Are we in agreement on that? And what are they going to say? They gave you already the answers to the presentation. You fed it back to them and you accomplished it. So the natural next step is just to close the sale. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Talk about a mistake you made selling out of home and what you learned from it. Some of the mistakes that I have made, and made a lot, everybody has, mm-hmm. just assuming that you're going to get the sale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we get busy and we will just shoot something off. Oh, yeah. You know, they said they wanted this billboard on this location. You know, I'm going back to the billboard days. Yes. Of selling. And then you send it off and you're like, well, why didn't they buy it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. What happened? They said they wanted that location. And, right. You know, you kind of assume the sale because they told you exactly what they wanted. Yes. And sometimes clients may not, they think they know what they want, but they may not. Maybe there's some other solutions that you have, some other, other billboards that reach a certain kind of audience that they didn't weren't even aware of. You You probably have more data at your fingertips than the client does, where they may just drive around and say, I want that billboard. Well, maybe they want their three or four that are more uniquely targeted to their audience. That exactly happened to me two weeks ago. Is that right? I got a request. This is a great story. I got a request from an agency that said they wanted roadside billboards only. Yes. 
So I go on our platform and it's an account that, you know, there's some restrictions. Yes. So I kind of looked at what our inventory was, what we could offer mm-hmm. on roads. That's all they wanted. Mm-hmm. And we, there was like just a few. Yes. But when I looked at our inventory, we had bar and restaurant network. Mm-hmm. We had college campus network mm-hmm. that were all in those areas mm-hmm. that made sense for their product. I said, I know you asked for roadside billboards. However, we have this bar and restaurant network. Mm-hmm. It's 21 and up. That's what you're looking for. It gets into those areas and it, you know, in, mm-hmm. into the, penetrates those areas into the audience that you're looking for. You're going to find, even if you ask anybody else for locations, that in those areas, billboards are limited and they're restricted for your product. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you were exactly right. We presented this to the client and they're like, we're so glad you suggested this because they want to move forward with the bar and restaurant network. So being wow. able to offer. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They, they thought they knew what they wanted and needed, but me knowing the experience of there's nothing there and they are restricted. Right. They're going to have a really hard time. I'm going to suggest this anyway. Great. Story. And, uh, it worked. Yeah. What? resources, books, videos, training solutions. You know, I get asked a lot by young out-of-home sales reps, what can I do to build my sales skills? What would be your ideas on resources for people to build their sales skills? Oh my gosh, there's so much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. In my career, I've listened to, you know, read different books. Now I look at more videos. I try to look for people that are super authentic. Yes. That actually, there's a lot of people that talk about what you should do, but mm-hmm. I look for the people that actually have done it mm. and say, okay, that person's actually done this. So I'm yes. going to listen to them. Yes. And I read a lot of industry publications like Adweek, Forbes, mm-hmm. your publication. Yes. And you kind of find ideas and experiences. You have a lot of people that talk about their sales experience mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. different things like that. So, I mean, for the industry part, but learning from other medias, is really what I've been doing now. Like I'm on a panel with Pandora mm-hmm. and I'm learning what their capabilities are and how we can fit in with them. Mm-hmm. So how can we vertically integrate with Pandora, Cox Media, and not look at them as competitors, but look at them as like co-opetition mm-hmm. to make strengthen, you know, the relationship with the customer at the end of the day, that's what it's about and their results. So when you, integrate three or four mediums and they get the best results, why would they stop doing it? Right. You know, I feel like we can't be an expert in everything, but what we are good at, we can incorporate with our media partners. Yes. U.S. at-home business is at about 4% of the total U.S. ad spend. What does it need to do to get from 4% to, for instance, 8% of the U.S. ad spend? (laughs) That's a great question. Oh, my gosh. Actually talked to Jeremy about that as well. We were talking about the oversaturation of digital and it's mm-hmm. kind of coming back. They had mm-hmm. a great second quarter because of it. Facebook is getting expensive. So people are looking for alternate ways. The idea of being able to be there at the beginning of the campaign at the creative inception. Mm-hmm. So that's every campaign. And I I can't remember who I was talking to about. But they're like, everyone thinks it starts with the media buyer, right? Mm -hmm, At that mm -hmm. point, the campaign's already done. Hmm. They're just reaching out. The creative people are the ones that 
have the ideas. This is what the campaign is going to be. This is how we're going to shape it. This is how we're going to evolve it. We're, I think these mediums work well with the objectives are. Mm-hmm. If you can get in front of creative agencies and creative directors and give them ideas, mm-hmm. they will put that into the plan because they take the creative, they have to get the client to buy off on it. Yes. And then they're like, yeah, we can't live without that out of home piece because you got the visual component in front of the client. At, I always say at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have been against radio. TV mm-hmm. and big buys and I will come up with a visual and they're like, you know what? We're going to allocate more radio dollars or more TV dollars to that because that fits in exactly with what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we think we're like the underdog to the yes. other mediums, but if you are there at the beginning with the visual and you can nail it, you can get it every time. Mm-hmm. How is Domini helping to push the bar from 4% of total ad spend up to something higher? Everything that we do in life right now is about saving time, right? Mm-hmm. So Amazon, we got to get the shipping, we got to get the delivery to our front door. This is something I hear on a regular basis. When I try to place out of home, and this is at agencies and digital agencies, mm-hmm. it takes way too long to get the information. Mm-hmm. I ask for it, I, I wait, it takes you know, three or four days or a week. And by that time, I've got to move the plan forward and I can't include outdoor. Mm-hmm. So what Adami has done, you can get on the platform, you can put together a proposal, find your locations, designate an audience, designate a region, day part it, select specific times of the day so you can customize it. Yes. My aha moment was I did an eight market proposal then the traditional way it would have taken me, I don't know, four weeks to put it together. Wow. And it, I did it in half an hour at nine o'clock at night on a Thursday. And I was able to get it to wow. the client the same day. And I, and I suppose the other, the other benefit of this is what I hate is I get these agency proposals. By the way, we want you to make a proposal. Get it done in three hours. And by the way, you have to put a hold on these signs for a month and a half while we decide what we want to do. And that's just ridiculous versus your program, which is if you want it, do it. There's no hold. It just goes live, right? <laughs> right. And you can pay for it yeah. right on the dashboard. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Amazon. Right? Yeah, right. I just tell people, if you've bought anything on Amazon, you can buy out of yeah. home on our dashboard. It's super e-commerce friendly. Wow. Everything's transparent. So, you know, people ask me about the different pro- you know, programmatic yeah. suppliers and we all that a lot of us work really well together we're just all yes. we all have different relationships we cover different areas but i think the biggest thing that we have mm-hmm. that is our strength is the transparency yes. you can see the assets you're buying we yes. are a visual medium i want to see that bus shelter that i'm buying i want yes. the visual I, you know i don't want just a list of where it may or may not go mm-hmm. and we have real-time reporting updates so you can see how many plays or see how many rotations in live format. This yep. content is getting this many plays on this mall kiosk or billboard. Yes. And that's really what people love. They love that instant reporting. They can report back to the client. Yes, mm-hmm. it's performing well instead of waiting after the campaign's done. Or, you know, there's a there's you can log in and see all the POPs live on the fly at yes. any time. Yes. And I think that's great. And 
anytime you can save people's time, like I always say, money can't buy you time. But if you have more time, you can get more money. Yes. Because you're freed up to do more sales because you can do them so quick and so consistent. Yes. So taking a a four-week rate and being able to divide that Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 5 p.m. till 10 p.m. Yes. You know, being you can make that budget, you can target your audience when they're more receptive to buying your product or seeing it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in a day part situation. That's going to make, you know, the overall campaign more effective. Yes. Question for you, Andrea. So I'm a small out-of-home guy. Let's just say I'm a small out-of-home operator. I may have three digital signs. I may have 50 or 60 faces. Can I connect to an Adomni-like platform? So you have three digitals and then static? Yeah. If, I, if I'm a small out-of-home person and I maybe have yeah. three, three digitals and maybe 50 static signs, can I connect? Is it just for the big companies? Is it just for the big three or can I as an oh, independent no, no, take no. advantage? No, I mean, we have we have everyone on our platform. We yep. have independent, some people like, that just have 14 digitals, for instance. Yep. Yep. They actually use our platform yep. to sell their own inventory. We white labeled it. Great. So because, they, because it has the audience segmentation piece and the mobile yes. capabilities to buy mobile. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is they're like, okay, we have 14 locations. And the client's like, well, you know, I need this area and this area. So they're almost acting as an agency to where yes. they can buy more on our platform, even buying their competitors' billboards for the client. Yes. So it's kind of keeping more of the money in-house, but also sharing the budget. Okay. okay, terrific. That's all for this week. Thanks for appearing on the show, Andrea. Thank you. It was a pleasure. This podcast was sponsored by Adomni. Increase your revenue by listing your billboard on Adomni. You can listen to episodes of the Billboard Insider podcast by visiting billboardinsider.com or by subscribing to the Billboard Insider podcast on iTunes, the usual podcast outlets. Our email is billboardinsider at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll be back in a couple of weeks.